Hello, I'm Wayne, and this is my Iron Maiden podcast, sponsored by IKEA. Great uniforms and a great inspiration for dance. On these shows, I look at the songs of Iron Maiden and how they influenced me growing up as a boy in 1980s and 1990s Birmingham. And have a look at the songs today as well, in 2022. See how my opinions have changed as a man. This week, I'm looking at the song Afraid to Shoot Strangers, which is track three on the Fear of the Dark album. Last week, I looked at track two, which was From Here to Eternity, and had some feedback on that show. As ever, when Pterodactyl Mark does a vocal, people love it and they want to hear it alongside the real Iron Maiden vocal. And last week was no exception, where I got him and Trevor to join me on a gang vocal of the chorus of From Here to Eternity. Now I'm quite disappointed that you would like me and Trevor removed from that take, so it's just Pterodactyl Mark, like we had with The Assassin and No Prayer for the Dying. But but no, I'm not going to do this, because it's my podcast. So here it is, the original gang vocal, and then the one I came up with last week with Trevor and Pterodactyl Mark. There you go, that was almost seamless, wasn't it? After I mentioned that Jesus Guerra commented on YouTube about the song, that it was fun to play guitar, or any instrument for that matter, you might recall my effort on the glockenspiel, which caused me much merriment. And I asked you, the listener, to send in your versions on any instrument. And I had Kirsty Prince from Australia do a version on the recorder. Listen to this. Now that was exciting, but she did confirm that it wasn't great fun and that she prefers playing the trooper on recorder. So this means that Jesus was wrong in his YouTube comments. But I have forgiven Jesus because Mark Harvey had a great time doing this. Yes, that's right. He performed it using that 1990s armpit trick. Now sadly, he didn't do it as a tune because clearly he hasn't got the skill to do notes while doing that thing on his armpit. So it's just noises and a rhythm. But I still enjoyed it. Um, You might think, well, that's a bit silly and immature, isn't it? But when I was looking at the lyrics for that song, maybe this is the perfect accompaniment. That doesn't mean it's the end. You know, if you're just catching up on that show, um, you know, you've still got time to send in yourself playing it on an instrument and maybe I'll put them all together and create some sort of orchestra. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Now, overall, last week, I was quite critical of the song. And most people agreed. Jay said, it's a terrible song, uninspired artwork, boring video and cliched rock riffs. That's not good, is it? Matthew Wayne said, it's an awful song from an awful album. Daniel Armstrong had a slightly different take and he said, I actually think this is one of the better songs on the album. Now, I don't know if this says more about the song or the album. Uh, Maybe he doesn't like the song, but yet, this is one of the better songs on a a poor album. Maybe that's what he's getting at. So, uh, yeah, we'll see, won't we? Ron Kramer, he says that despite the song not being good, he's grateful that Iron Maiden didn't try to update their sound for 1992 by attempting to do some grunge thing, which I sort of speculated at, didn't I? Saying it was a bit out of date. But uh, I'm I'm a bit fed up with this song, so let's move on, shall we? Um, Now, it was quite negative, wasn't I? And maybe I took too long over certain bits that that meant that some people suggested that the episode was more like a, a therapy session than a podcast. 
Well, you can't just say that just because I was talking about my childhood. I mean, that's pretty normal, isn't it? I don't want you getting at. Um, but, you know, I've got people analysing it, trying to make it deep. Like, my envy over the size of Simon Rafferty's satellite dish symbolises my willy. It doesn't. Oh, you know, they're all saying, oh, perhaps Wayne's gone too far taking on these poor songs, they're saying. It's too much for him. Well, no. Anyway, this is track three, isn't it? Afraid to Shoot Strangers. And uh, you may remember that I wanted something a bit slower. And the intro to this song suggests we're going to get it. That's good news, isn't it? It's a bit like the last album, No Prayer for the Dying, where we had two standard pace rockers to begin with and then a slower, more thoughtful song at track number three. It's got a nice, delicate, gentle opening. You, know, you can hear the guitar. There's some synth strings as well. Actually, I find that there's no Bruce yet, um, and the bass compensates, because I think that's a bit raspy in places. We don't get any drums until Bruce comes in, and, and there we go. The vocal comes in and it is quite soft, which is good. It's almost whispered. It gives a nice mood. It's nice and mysterious after the standard fare we've been served up so far on the album. It's like the band are at an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet. And after a few trips to the counter where they've had their traditional dishes of stuff they're used to, they've decided to go back up and branch out and try something different. You know, we're not talking sweet and sour or, or black bean sauce. Yeah, perhaps they've gone for a Malaysian, see what that's all about. But this song isn't about Malaysian sauce. The first lines that Bruce sings talk about lying in bed and sweating and visualising the horrors that lay ahead. Now he's not struggling to get to sleep after reading the Osborne book of growing up and those horrible things that you're going to have to go through in a couple of years in puberty. Bruce is already a man, isn't he, singing it? With a very hairy body, if you look at the photos and calendar pictures from that time. He hasn't got to worry about it. But this song is about someone about to go off into battle. And it's a soldier who's never fought before, and they're questioning it all. And this is similar to other themes we've had before, isn't it? That questioning. Uh, and we're going to get this sort of thing again in the future. There's a nice change in the mood halfway through the verse, where the, the notes change. When it comes to the time we Now the verse quotes the Lord's Prayer, and I know what you're thinking. Ah, oh, Marillion did this on Forgotten Sons. That's another war song, isn't it? Well, they're not always copying Marillion in the 90s. And that was a song about the troubles in Northern Ireland anyway. This song, Afraid to Shoot Strangers, Bruce said in a live show, was about the Gulf War. Um, so that was around this time, wasn't it? And I'd like to think that it's a general statement about war, rather than a specific one. But maybe I'll look at this later. Now, he sings a line from the Lord's Prayer very clearly. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I found that people tended to mumble this when we said it in assembly at big boys school as if it wasn't cool to say it out loud and it was the same with some hymns they were sang in, in quite an indifferent fashion but not me though I used to belt them out as if I was Bruce Dickinson although my voice hadn't become deep and raspy at this point so it sounded a bit more like my audition for Oliver at the Birmingham Hippodrome He's quoting the Lord's Prayer because the soldier is worried about what's going to happen. He's trying to visualise the horrors that will lay ahead. 
he says. So that Lord's Prayer suggests he's praying and maybe wondering if this act is Christian. He says, forget or forgive. And maybe the war or his fate is God's will. Maybe that's what he's thinking. And it's a bit similar to other songs where corruption and power is being questioned during wartime. And we see that futility, like we did in Run Silent, Run Deep or Two Minutes to Midnight. While the mood is quite soft, I feel that the drums are a bit obtrusive at times. They're a bit clunky. Maybe Nico should have toned it down a bit and used brushes. Like a gentler sound, more, more fitting, like he did in the verse of Alexander the Great. Now this verse section does go on a little bit. Um, it's not until 2 minutes 40 where we get a change. We get this instrumental break, which seems quite sudden, but it flows okay. It's not too in your face, it's not too harsh. It's not like a sharp thwack, like someone flicking a towel at your naked body in the Stetra Swimming Baths changing room. No trust, no reasoning, no more to say. The bass drives his chain, and we get some synth strings again. And then this main riff comes in, and Bruce sings the title. And this section reminds me of the guitar bit in No Prayer for the Dying. After this, it kicks in, gets a bit more lively, comes to life with a, a section that reminds me a bit of Hallow Be Thy Name. I mean, this is nice, but there's a drum bit at the end again that takes over a bit, that dum 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 dum, which is probably done by Toms, isn't it? Um, and that goes on too long, it's sort of the end of every line almost. And it detracts a bit, especially when the solo comes in, it carries on and I'm, I'm focusing on the drums instead of the solo, they're, they're a bit too much. Luckily it stops for the next bit, but I can still hear it in my head and I can imagine it being where it was before in this section, and, and I don't like this. The twin lead section sounds good, and it's quite nice, and then the synths come in. It reminds me a bit of the Seventh Son of a Seventh Son album. Now Bruce adds a vocal line which repeats the title a lot. It says, afraid, afraid to shoot strangers, afraid, that sort of thing. And this is a bit of a wilder version of that line from when he mentioned it before. Now I find that he's missed out the two as well. He says, afraid, shoot strangers. So I put it in for him. And you may remember it's a bit like how I ended the word valley for him on where eagles dare. He holds notes, although he struggles to say the word valley at the end of the line. So I complete it for him, like this. Good. Here I am helping him. I'm afraid to shoot strangers. Now he does say this a lot, but I think the level of repetition is okay. 
If you count the instances, there's not that many. It maybe just seems that way when you're hearing it. There's only two mentions of afraid to shoot strangers in the first four minutes and 50 seconds. But then I suppose you've got eight then in the next 40 seconds. Maybe half of this would be enough. I find in this section, the synth becomes a bit more organ-like in its tail. And what I mean is after the note fades out or how it lingers. And then that drum bit comes in again that annoyed me earlier. So I'm not happy about that. But I suppose it's acceptable. And then we go back to the original Afraid to Shoot Strangers, that lighter, no prayer for the dying type of, of sound. So realistically, most of the song is instrumental with the title repeated. But I like the vibe and it's a nice end to the side. And you might think, that's quick. Three songs and we've got to turn over. Are we halfway through the album, Wayne? Well, I'm glad you asked. And I'm glad you put a comma before the Wayne in this question. Well, actually, this was their first double LP, so it's the end of side A of four sides. I had a message from Denny Stratton this week. It's time to put on your talcum powder and red leather trousers. It's time to go beyond the stratosphere. Fringe in your eyes, fray bentos pies in a world full of magic. So don't you stray when you reach the stratosphere. It's time to go beyond the stratosphere. It's time to go. Hello Wayne, Dennis Stratton here. You're in 1992 now, I remember it well. I was recording on albums with old members of Iron Maiden of course. Your listeners will know this, we had Paul on the English Steel album and Clive on the True Brits one. I remember when we all got together, we all had a laugh at the Fear of the Dark album over a pint. <laughs> Good times. Although Afraid to Shoot Strangers was a highlight. Jaunty, but yet tragic. Like that three-legged donkey on Blackpool Beach. I always felt sorry for him. I don't feel sorry for this song, though. I feel like I want to get up and move. Get jiggy with it, as the kids say. I see Iron Maiden have arrived in Europe this week. I saw the photos of them arriving for their tour, getting off the plane. Yannick looked like he'd be a good contender for the next Doctor Who. It's a shame it wasn't him who was chosen for time travel instead of Paul. I think he might have done some good. I've had a nice few bank holidays lately. I'm looking forward to the Queen's Platinum Jubilee in June. Hopefully I can take Julian out for the street party and introduce him to the neighbours. I might be able to play God Save the Queen on guitar for them, like Brian May or Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, that'll be nice. Like the good old days. Anyway, speak soon, Wayne. Take care, Dennis. I think this song is a nice journey. It feels more substantial. But when I broke it down just now for this podcast, I suppose it seems quite simple. But I do think it might be better than anything on the last album. So that's good, isn't it? Maybe it's the best song of the 90s so far, then. And I feel that this could 
sit quite nicely alongside some of the other stuff post 90s you know maybe this would be okay if it was on dance of death for example it's also the longest song since the seventh son of a seventh son album so it's nice to see them going away from those short songs to some degree the band must have liked this song because apart from the title track this was the only one from the album that they played live after this tour in fact there's an official video of a live version which was quite a surprise because it wasn't a single as far as i knew but uh, this live version was a B-side to the song Virus, which came out later. Now this means we've got Blaze singing on it, so that's interesting. And while I'm not going to focus on the YouTube comments this time, um, I was quite pleased to see that a lot of people say he does a good job, and some suggest he's better suited to this song than Bruce, so that's interesting. The video itself, um, there's some war footage, but it's mainly a live video. Um, in fact, it's probably 50-50 actually. Um, there's a couple of shows I think because Steve Harris is wearing a Brazil shirt on one of them but then on another one he's got some other top on so but yeah I've got to say I don't like this war footage I think it's a bit much um, and a few other criticisms I've seen about it online however the live performance is interesting as I said because you've got Blaze singing it and it's good and um, Blaze singing it doesn't sound odd because you know I, I bet most of us are used to Bruce aren't they from the album but yeah seems seems good to me uh, and maybe like what I've said earlier, the drums are a bit overpowering, but I, I don't think that matters so much in a live version. Now, Afraid to Shoot Strangers was written by Steve Harris, and the song title, you can probably guess, is about someone inexperienced as a soldier, worried about the idea of shooting strangers, all in the name of a war that maybe he doesn't agree with, but he's just following orders. Now, as I said, I don't think it's just about the Gulf War of the time, um, although maybe this did inspire it because it was topical, but it can relate it to other wars and even current events. The reign of terror, corruption must end, it says. Although the desert sand mound in the lyrics and Bruce's comments suggest that perhaps it was about the gulf. But then it says, and we know deep down there's no other way. Which seems quite negative. I mean, is negotiation not an answer? Must there always be war? Are we so conditioned as humans? He says, no trust, no reasoning, no more to say. On the Iron Maiden commentary website, uh, it says that these are the worst written lyrics since Quest for Fire, which sounds quite harsh. Maybe Philippe Drummondo writes the Iron Maiden commentary website, because Hooks in You is surely a contender. But the argument for this on that website is that the Gulf War wasn't about ending a dictatorship, but about protecting and controlling the crude oil drilling in Kuwait. And that's a quote from the website. There's quite a debate in the comments section with several people agreeing with this. So it's quite an interesting read if you have a look, but uh, not as interesting as this podcast, of course. Right, I'm going to give Trevor a ring. Hiya, Wayne. Hi, Trevor. How are you doing this week? Yeah, I'm all right. I've been reading some of the feedback from the episode so far. Yeah, it's been quite mixed, hasn't it? The uh, rap and the poem stuff. Yeah. I think Don McIntyre's still not happy. Well, yeah, never mind. Can't please everyone, can you? Yeah, he was quoting Oscar Wilde at you. Yeah, well, Oscar Wilde never said that. There's no evidence for it. What, that thing about the Irishman and the bagpipes? Yeah, I think that's a myth. Uh, it's like, beam me up, Scotty, and play it against Sam. These things that people thought were said, but weren't. That Mandela effect again you mentioned. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did, didn't I? Mandela effect. But then, you know, we can't just point the finger at Don McIntyre, because Andrew Whitnell agreed, and he said that it was an abomination. Now, those are strong words. That, that's probably the strongest we've had since someone threatened to turn the show off when you were talking. 
Yeah, well, it's a shame, but uh, you got to try new things. Can't please everyone. Well, yeah, luckily for you, the, the Ballad of Balfe got in touch and he said it was great and ignore the haters. So, uh, yeah, we're getting mixed reviews, aren't we? Like, like your poetry ruler. Yeah, well, as I said, that's the dilemma of an artist. You've got to take these punches. But anyway, yeah, I'd like to thank everyone for getting in touch about Trevor or T-Rev. Um, but I'd just like to remind you that it's Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast and maybe focus on some of the things I've said. Because, um, you know, even though I didn't like the song... Last week I gave you this unique history on the integration of cable television in the West Midlands in the 1990s. That's like bonus content. You don't get that anywhere else, do you? I even did a live glockenspiel performance. I mean, I don't think I know what you want anymore. But anyway, um, what do you think about Afraid to Shoot Strangers then, Trevor? Yeah, I like it. It's nice to say that on this album. I found it hard to relate to, though. Well, yeah, I suppose you know, you've not been in the army, have you? No. I was more afraid of strangers rather than afraid to shoot them. There's all those things, wasn't there? A school, in the cubs, don't talk to strangers, stranger danger, those campaigns, don't accept sweets off a stranger, don't get into a car with a stranger, don't accept cigarettes off a stranger, don't open the door to strangers, don't play near the railway with a stranger, don't look to the eyes... All right, we get the message. So you learned a lesson from all those messages then? Yeah. What about strangers in France? These temptresses? What? But you accepted sweets from her, didn't you? Little trinkets, knick-knacks. I don't know what you mean, nor do you. Anyway, so yeah, you were afraid of strangers. I mean, I don't remember you being that paranoid. Well, I wasn't really, but I, I accepted the message. Like, stop, look and listen when you cross the road. You've got to do that, haven't you? got to learn these things. Yeah, I suppose that's true. But yeah, even though I was scared, maybe, and was warned about them, I wouldn't have shot them, unless it was my Super Soaker 3000, which I mentioned in the Wrathchild episode. Oh yeah, well, yeah. So another war song then? Yeah, I think it's a decent addition to the other ones, um, but from the theme of it, I think it's disappointing that you can't sort out conflict with words. You know, the pen is mightier than the sword. Was that Oscar Wilde? No, another one that we didn't do. Okay. I remember you shooting strangers on games like Desert Storm on the Amiga. So, how do you answer to this? Well, I was a teenager. I didn't know it was just a game, wasn't it? I wasn't afraid to shoot strangers there, but I was just clicking a mouse, wasn't I? Or pressing the joystick button. I don't see these people as real. OK, have you got a poem anyway? Yeah, it's a good one. In fact, you already mentioned the topic. What, strangers? No, France. Oh. Right, you ready? Yeah, go on then. We could conquer Europe, you and I, but continents are smaller than hearts, and you have conquered mine. All moments creating memories, we are explorers and we are territories. New worlds with each new feeling, discover love in its true meaning. You shot this stranger with Cupid's bow in St. Malo. I was at your mercy. And I'd like to say, mercy. Is that it? Yeah. Well, I can see why you didn't do any crunk to that. Um, it's a bit sickly. Um, I don't think you get that in crunk or hip-hop, do you? Yeah, you might do. Why not? Push the boundaries. But I've listened to the feedback. I'll stick with poetry for a bit. Play to your strengths. OK, well, I suppose it started off quite well. Typical Trevor, I guess. You know, had potential, but then at the end it lost it a bit. Maybe a bit simple. Oh yeah, maybe like the song. 
nice images in the verse and then a bit of repetition and simplicity at the end. There's more to my poetry than you realise. Lots of symbolism and skill. Okay, well, that's fine. Uh, next week we've got Fear is the Key. So I uh, hope you can get a poem for that. Um, and I, I say poem, I don't think we need T-Rev, do we? Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, have no mischief, please. Okay, thanks, Wayne. Bye. Right, you can follow me on social media. I'm at Wayne Maiden on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram. And you can find me on other places, I'm sure, if you look hard enough. Um, yeah, I'm also on Ko-Fi, and uh, you can leave a tip there, unlock old posts, and see a lot of free ones as well, a lot of extra commentary, and uh, the link there is in the show notes. I've had a message from Gary Watson, and he says, can we hear more about Trevor's stint as a paperboy, please? Well, as I've mentioned earlier, I mean, this this isn't really a podcast for that. I mean, Trevor's anecdote about being a paperboy, I'm sure was relevant in some way to that episode. I don't think we need to hear any journals that he may have taken from that time. I bet he can't remember. He does go on to ask, did we ever play Paperboy on Michael Patterson's Amstrad? And I'm not sure. I, I can't answer that. Um, I've got a feeling it might not have been on the Amstrad. The Amstrad had a lot of other alternative versions of games. Maybe they didn't have the license for some things. But uh, I think we did play Paperboy, but I can't remember if it was on Michael Patterson's Amstrad. And even if we did, I wouldn't say that that was representative of Trevor's skills as an actual paper boy. I don't think he went around on a bike and threw the paper from his bike and tried to get it into the sort of post box or, or, or smash a window for points. I think he would have been rather cautious and put it through the door, even if there was a barking dog there. I think he would have done a good job. Now, since having the chat with Trevor on Sunday, I've noticed today, which is Bank Holiday Monday, he's been in his shed a lot. And he's been going in with pots and looks like he's planting something. So that's interesting. So I might have to ask him about that next week. So there you go. There's a treat for you. If you're not interested in the song or Iron Maiden, I might ask Trevor about what he's been doing in his shed. So that'll probably get the figures up, won't it? Seeing as I can't. I've had another message from Charlie Says. And uh, he says, can you tell me if you like John Wayne? Now I'm going to have to be careful how I answer this because it could be a new trick. Some sort of thing like Hawklord, you know, just sort of trying to wind me up or mess me about. And I'm not sure if there should be a comma in this or not, like last week with Bruce Wayne. Now, if you want my opinion on a cowboy actor, I'm not going to indulge you here. And if you want to know if I like John, or whatever it is, there was, there's no John in Iron Maiden, so it doesn't even work on that level either. So you wasted your time there. So stop it, please. No more characters with Wayne as a surname to try and be clever. So there we are, Afraid to Shoot Strangers, uh, at last, a decent song for the album. I mean, you know, Be Quick or Be Dead was okay, but uh, this is clearly a notch above it. Um, Be Quick or Be Dead, standard, from here to eternity, rubbish. Uh, And now, Afraid to Shoot Strangers, back to the quality we know and love. So hopefully we can keep the standard up for next week. So join me for that, fear is the key. So thanks for listening, bye-bye.